So this business of, you know, uh, show us some voted for it, that, that's a trick question, folks, and don't fall for it. It's not a matter of show you some voter fraud. I can tell you right now, unless you're looking for it, you're never going to find it. All right, folks, joining us right now, he is the author of the book, Thrill Killers. In my mind, as someone that covered it, no one knows more about the situation, that brutal carjacking of uh, Amy Shooten and Jason Burgesson, former detective and author of Thrill Killers, and it's our friend Ray Pigatori. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? Very well. Now, Ray, I'd like to uh, just back up uh, and just if you could uh, kind of walk our listeners through a little bit. You were actually the detective in Johnston, uh, Johnston, Rhode Island, 20 years ago when this horrific crime took place. That's correct. I was uh, lead detective on the case. Uh, I worked with a uh, large group of detectives uh, along with other state and federal agencies. But uh, ultimately, uh, I was tasked with uh, compiling all our notes and et cetera and putting this case together to present it to to the uh, federal government. Hey, Ray, if, if I remember correctly, the way this case broke open, the bot, it happened on a Thursday night in June. The bodies were discovered Friday morning. And I believe Friday night, I believe they caught one of them driving the SUV that they had carjacked from uh, the two victims. Is that is that correct? That's correct. Uh, yeah. Friday night, uh, once we put a bolo, uh, police be on the lookout for um, a Jason's vehicle within a short while, and I'm talking a real short while, uh, the police were stopped at Fricker and uh, Cranston Street by Providence Police, and it was being driven by Gregory Floyd. Hmm. Who was also, and, and, uh, and it happened that the two of them, Amy and Jason, they were out, I think they were at, they were somewhere along the water, they ended up downtown, they're both just college students that were home. And it's a Thursday night, and suddenly this group surrounded them, took them uh, riding along, and then brought them to Buttonhole Golf Course. And then, um, and you lay out in the book, Ray, Thrill Killers, how, you know, first, it was almost as if they didn't have a plan, uh, these, these six, or five, or five, but I'll have you name them in a moment. But it, they were going back and forth. And I know it's brutal, but it's true. But they, they were going to basically sexually assault and rape. Amy shoot. They couldn't decide. They were arguing back and forth. They were afraid about DNA. And then Gregory Floyd did something very dramatic. Well, it, to go back just a little bit, yeah. they never had a truth uh, plan formulated. Um, the evening started uh, on Thursday night with uh, Kenny Day, which was uh, one of the five. There was Greg Floyd, Kenny Day, Ray Anderson, Sammy Sanchez and Harry Burdick. Harry Burdick, right. Yep. And uh, they had called uh, one another to tell them uh, each that the city was hot. Thursday night was a big college night in the city. Yep. Large groups of people. And uh, basically, uh, they understood it was easy pickings for them. So uh, as the night unfolded, uh, after Jason and Amy had gone to uh, the old shooters on uh, yes. on the waterfront. Yep. Uh, they ended back up at their car, right behind uh, the arcade, the arcade. In Providence. Yep. And it uh, again, once it uh, Jason 
visiting, he's standing outside their car listening to music, bothering nobody. And uh, Harry Burdick and Greg Floyd decided to uh, steal Jason's vehicle because Harry wanted a ride back to Pawtucket, and uh, that was his mean as uh, transportation. The carjacking unfolded by uh, Greg Floyd and Burdick walking through the alleyway. They put Jason and Amy back inside the vehicle, their vehicle, and drove off. And as they were driving around the city, again, not having a true plan formulated, Sammy Sanchez, who had come from the Manton Projects area, said, I know where we can go. And that's, they took him down to the Buttonhole Golf Course, which was under construction at the time. Um, there had been discussion between Kenny Day and Ray Anderson of, uh, of uh, assaulting Amy. And, uh, and, and and this is still, I have a troubling time uh, letting this sink into my brain. Greg Floyd stops the assault and says, leave her alone. And then at that time, orders her and Jason to sit on the ground against uh, bales of uh, hay. And then um, there was a discussion amongst the five as to who was actually going to do the shooting. Oh. Um, Kenny Day basically was the uh, the prod behind this when he said we you know we have to do this because uh, they saw our faces and with Jason and Amy pleading for their lives, crying and telling these groups, group of five that we won't report the car stolen. Here's all the money we have in the world. Don't hurt us. Uh, the argument started amongst the five again, and Greg Floyd said. Stop. I'll take care of this. And that's when he walked up and executed the two. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Horrific. Absolutely horrific. Whose gun was it, Ray Pigatori? Folks, again, and this was June 9th of 2000 on the Thursday night of June 9th, 2000. Who, who's, who was, whose gun was that? That gun belonged to uh, an individual uh, from Providence uh, who could lawfully buy uh, right. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. He and, was like, the, uh, I remember that guy. He was like a photographer, but he was odd because they used to like stay with him sometimes. He, he was like, yeah. he, he liked to have that uh, uh, mix of hanging with the criminal element. Right. Because he was out there and about filming and selling his photography work and his video work. So he could lawfully buy weapons. And ultimately, the weapons he was buying, he was giving them up to these criminal types that could not legally buy weapons. Right. Uh, he, he, he passed away um, during the middle of this investigation. I remember that. And who, but that night, who was it, Ray, that, like, who had the gun? Was it Floyd and Burdick that had the gun initially? It was uh, Greg Floyd. Okay. Um, he, he had the weapon. He was living... With Kenny Day at the time, yep. and when Kenny Day called Floyd to tell him that get down to the city because the city was hot uh, with all these college kids, Greg Floyd took the weapon. So Greg had control and custody of this weapon throughout the night. Okay, and just so people know, you know they were these five. They used to hang around. I think Burdick lived in Pawtucket, and they used to take the bus down, and they would. 
basically just try to prey on either Panhandle or I think Kenneth Day was involved trying to rob some tourists by Providence Place uh, Waterfront, uh, Water Place Park. And they were just looking for people basically that were like free game to rob. They would drink and get high and take drugs and and they had real no purpose. And the five of them, they weren't even a gang, but they all just kind of ended up together that night. They were um, they were predators. Yeah, and they would they would victimize any prey that they could have, could have. Yep, they were they were known throughout the city. They're basically street thugs. Yes, um, they would rob, steal, steal, you know, whatever it means that they had to do to get by in their their lowly life. They would do. Uh, Kenneth Day, you referenced that he robbed somebody down by the waterfront. I think so. He actually, during the court, he did. During yeah. the course of that robbery, he broke the arm of a, of a, a high school kid. Hmm. And um, he was ultimately charged with that as a result of our crime. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he, these people were as bad as bad could be. Yep. Now, Ray, what, let's uh, come now to present day. All of them pled guilty. Uh, all of them, in exchange for they weren't going to get the death penalty, they all pled guilty to receive sentence life in federal prison without the possibility of parole. And suddenly, here it is, Gregory Floyd, the gunman. It's, thir- it's 20 years later. He's 39 years old. And now, suddenly, he's trying to get out of federal prison. Um, truly, truly like a punch to my gut and the family. Uh, I received a text on uh, Saturday from a family member of Amy, and uh, I was just—I was beside myself. I was—I was like, you know what? I put this case behind me twenty odd years ago, yep. and here it is in the limelight again. And here is Greg Floyd getting his again his five seconds of, of fame hmm. uh, by trying to utilize the. The court system, once again, in any way, shape, or form, he could, and it really, it was, it was really disheartening to to hear this um, plea from the family of uh, the victims that can you help us, uh, you know, email, letter, whatever have you, to the warden of the prison that he's at, uh, which I did, uh, I did conduct a uh, an email and uh, sent it off to a warden. And all weekend, it just weighed on me heavily, saying, why? Why does a family have to become victims, once again, to these these, these animals? And that's all they are. They're absolute animals. They are. Yeah. Now, where do um, uh, the family also seemingly, um, Ray, were kind of caught off guard a little bit about this. Where do things stand right now? place about to take place um again i contacted the family and uh, told them when and if this does come to fortune to let me know um and you know to to blindside the family like this at at the last moment you know like oh do you um contest to this individual being released on uh you know compassionately compassion Yes. Vocabulary. Yes. Because here's a person with, you know, again, you got to have the vision in your head of two college kids crying, sitting on the ground, yep. hugging themselves, pleading for their lives, and, you know, nonchalantly walk up and X 
for nothing, for zero, for nothing. Could have been anybody. They didn't do anything. They were minding their own business. They were just picked out. It, it is the ultimate wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, for nothing. This wasn't a feud. This wasn't like a back and forth. It was just uh, uh, five degenerate losers that just picked up these two innocent college kids and, and killed them for, for nothing, for $18, just to... For, for, for zero. And, and now, 20 years later, to ask for a compassionate release. You're right, but that word really sticks out and gets me annoyed. Um, absolutely. Uh, and going back to what they derived from this contracting, the $18, yep. that money was divvied up by amongst the five. Uh. And nine, $9 of gas was put in each vehicle, one being Jason's and the other being Sammy Sanchez's car. Again, just to show the, the, the how hard these people are to, after executing two kids, drive to a gas station and pump gas in the car. Yeah. Like, and again, this is someone would have the, uh, as a society, say, let's have compassion for this person. No way. I am, like, I'm beside myself right now. Yeah. Like, I'm getting hyped up thinking about it. I am, too. And I remember that weekend and just that... That, uh, you know, Dick Kenneth Day glaring at the photographer as they're being held in Johnston. Folks, again, we're speaking with Ray Pigatori. He was the lead detective. The book. Ray, how can people get the book Thrill Killers? I, I remember I had you on the radio at least for an hour. Um, it, it's a great read. You did a fantastic job with the, you and Paul uh, Leonardo, I believe. How can uh, is it still on Amazon or how can people get the book Thrill Killers? It's still out there on Amazon. It it's also on uh, ebook uh, at this point through Amazon. Um, I, the, and the reason that book was written, it wasn't about well, about me. No, it no, was no. About, it was certainly about like let's let's teach the younger crowds who sometimes walk around very naive to say, listen, there are people like these five yes. that are still out there. That's right. And they they'll prey on you, me, or anybody else. You know, at their, at their whim, and it's just like you know, be aware of your surroundings, and not not putting any blame on the victims. You know, no, they were just no, God, kids yes, having a fun night, yep. and in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, the only person that said that it was the wrong place was these five. Any right. other given night, it was the right place. That's just a, hanging around. That's right. Know? That's right. Hey, Ray, also, and I don't want to get off on a diversion, but there was a moment of truth that you illustrate in the book that they stopped at the red light. So they're leaving the arcade area. They're, they're at the red light near the Biltmore Hotel. And there's a Providence police officer that had seen them earlier. And he noticed that suddenly Floyd, I believe, was driving the vehicle. But he didn't stop them. That they were, Jason and Amy were in that vehicle and the police officer, and then that police officer, he ended up getting jammed up for being accused of raping someone at a substation. Who was that Providence police officer again? Do you remember the name? Oh, very distinctly. Yeah. Well, actually, it was two separate incidents oh. at that time when two Providence police, and I'll never, I will not speak bad about Providence police. I understand. I will speak, I will speak bad about these two uh, people that wore a uniform. Yeah. Uh, Subsequently, both have been fired, and not because of this incident. It's just because of bad police work. Yep. However, the officer that you were referring to, that his name is Marcus Huffman. That's him. And I, yeah. He is serving, I believe, sixty or sixty-five years 
for a uh, rape of a college student. Yep, at a uh, substation. At a substation while he yeah. was working. Yeah. Who was the other officer? Uh, uh, John Loft. John Loft. Uh, he, uh, he got something with oh. a evidence and oh, okay. he, he was subsequently fired. But the point is, you know... Both of them, I, I think a detective like yourself, or there's so many other police officers that said, you know, Marcus Hoffman especially, he had seen Floyd earlier and he's on foot. Suddenly he sees him behind, he knows he's just a street bum and a criminal. Suddenly he's behind the wheel of an SUV. Nine out of ten cops, Ray, would have pulled him over like, where'd you get the car? And boom, they, I mean, listen, they, they'd be alive. He could have rescued them right there. But he just let them go. He he recognized them because they had stopped him earlier that night, right? Isn't that correct? They basically waved to each other. Yes. Uh, oh my God. And, and it was, you know, again, the, the the thought going through your head is two victims in the car saying, "Oh, you know, here's my chance to be saved." Right. Right then and there, this could end. Yep. And because that person decided. Not to do what oh. he was sworn to do God. as an officer, it was released. The problem with this, John, also is these five individuals, and it, not just them, but all all prisoners, that they have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, they'll look for any and all reasons to try to just get out of prison, That's whether right. it's for the day yep. or for whatever. Right. I mean, Kenny Day ultimately sued both all on auto, myself, and um, the publishing company. Oh, I didn't because he because he said we didn't uh, we didn't ask to use his name or likeness in the book. I didn't know that. You're kidding me. That's ridiculous. Uh, you were illustrating I, I, a crime. Is that still pending, uh, yeah. or did that fall out? That that, that was thrown out. Of it court. was okay. Um, Kenny Day was the only one that did not plead out to the original federal government charge. Right. That that case was taken to court. And halfway through the court case, Judge Laguerre was the presiding judge on the trial. He threw that case out, stating that the government did not show that these individuals had the intent to murder prior to the carjacking. So Kenny Day actually got two bites at the apple. Yeah. We We were able to charge him. In state court with murder, carjacking, kidnapping, and a host of other charges. Hmm. He'll never see uh, the light of day. Good. Uh, Outside. We Good. We hope. Yeah. So, um, it's just, again, it's a tragic, tragic thing that something like this potentially could happen. In, in reality, is it going to happen? I, I don't see it. But who you know, knows? Stranger, stranger things. That's right. Ray, uh, folks, he's author, Ray Pigatory, former uh, detective on the case. The book, by the way, it's Thrill Killers. It's a great read. Uh, I'm going to have Ray on again as we watch this case unfold. Hey, Ray, great to catch up with you. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. Always a pleasure, John. Thank you. All right, folks, there he is. And I hope you, uh, that is just one of those situations. It is absolutely um, absurd that that animal and that's exactly what that guy is, that he in any way should be let out. That, they, that, this was not a beef. This wasn't a feud. This wasn't a, you know, self-defense. They, were, they just picked them up and then 
Let's just execute these people. This portion, right now, it's 1149. Uh, Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com, joins me next hour. Our segment, Politics This Week. You don't want to miss it. And then coming up at 1 o'clock, I am going to broadcast live press conference. Blake Filippi, the House Minority Leader, it sounds like they're ready to say, like, let's take the gloves off. We're not sure what they're going to say. They've been somewhat quiet. But we're going to carry that as well. And then Governor Mundo press briefing coming up at 2.30. If you have a question that you want me to ask Governor Mundo, please, folks, I'm inviting you. Go to the website, petro.com. You click on Contact John, and then you can get in touch with me. This portion of our program is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Now, listen, today's a beautiful day. Why not take a ride over there? Ron and Melissa have some delicious sausage and peppers or eggplant or meatball calzones, or buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm, plain and deluxe spinach pies, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies. They also have the Trump chocolate-covered donuts that are wildly popular, and Trump soda. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, look for them on Facebook, located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Now, you're saying, now, wait a minute, where is 170? Wait a minute, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's right next door to AAA. It's off of Silver Spring Street, and it's right near Branch Avenue. You can get to Branch Avenue and Silver Spring Street right off 95. You are, I mean, two minutes away. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. So Justin Katz is going to join me next hour. Uh, our segment, Politics This Week. Ramundo Press Briefing is at 2.30 today. But at 1 o'clock, this should be interesting. I'm anxious to hear what House Minority Leader Blake Filippi is going to announce, hopefully, some balance of government within our uh, government. Because right now, folks, this has just been, its as I call it, it's the Gina show. It is absolutely the Gina show. There's no one remotely saying, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that. What about this? It, it is 100% the Gina show. Matty Yellow folded the tent, and he's hiding in his house, hoping not to be indicted. Uh, all right, a lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Hi, this is Steve at Water Filter Company. You heard John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company. Say John's name, save 50 bucks, and you get all the safe, clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but will when you call. Don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. Folks, call. Save $50. 294-2400. They're located right off Route 4. It's Water Filter Company. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Brother's Disposal. Come on, brother. Good morning, brother. Call them at 688-0517. 688 Brother's Disposal. Now, it's very simple. I believe you should be productive. Do some spring cleaning. If you call Brother's Disposal at 688-0517, they have a great Facebook page. The colors are yellow and purple, just like the Lakers. Brother's Disposal, very easily identifiable colors on Facebook, 688-0517. They'll deliver a dumpster to your home. So you could clean out your garage, your basement, your attic. In your home, you suddenly realize, wow, we have a lot of, I hate to say it, but old junk or unwanted belongings, maybe old furniture you don't use, old toys that no one's going to use. How about some old rusted sleds? They'll deliver a dumpster right to your home or to your place of business, brother's disposal. And then when you're done 
when you then fill up the dumpster or what have you, maybe you need it for a day. Maybe you need it for a weekend. Maybe you need it for a week. Maybe you want it for a month. Brother's disposal, they'll come and they'll remove the dumpster. And then, boom, voila, then you get your house back. Brother's disposal, they're terrific. 688-0517, 688-0517 for Brother's disposal. Now, coming up uh, next hour, as I said, Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Folks, follow me. It's John DePietro. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter at John DePietro Show. But something to watch is back on the job or collect unemployment. Restaurants working to meet needs. You know, it, it is a problem. It is a problem for employers where they're not exactly sure. Uh, there's a lot of people that are saying, I'd rather right now until the end of July stay home and just collect what, whatever money, you know, they're, they're getting that extra money. And I know that it is um, it's it's a big it's a big problem for employers now. But something that is that is also just kind of out there a little bit is that's still hanging out there is there is talk of a second stimulus. And if, if that is, in fact, going to happen, I also see that the fireworks CNBC anchors spar on air over the death toll. Um, I'm telling you, folks, folks between Minneapolis, that that picture of that police officer, I don't get it either. The guy was um, when someone I I don't want to get too graphic here, but when if someone's being strangled, okay, you you involuntarily you you release urine when you are truly fighting. You know, if someone's being strangled, they that's just a real reaction that the body has. And when that guy in Minneapolis is on the ground, you can suddenly see that he's there's urine coming out of it. I mean, suddenly there's a puddle on, on the ground next to him. So I don't understand why that police officer had his knee down on the guy. He didn't seem to be going anywhere to me. Uh, we don't know exactly what happened, but I, I just Minneapolis is is completely out of control right now. I mean, if you saw some of the rioting last night. Uh, they are completely out of control. And then the two guys on CNBC this morning, that they're, they're normally pretty calm. But boy, everybody is just absolutely snapping right now. You, you, you panicked about the market, panicked about COVID, panicked about the ventilators, panicked about the PPE, panicked about ever going out again. Panicked and you did, ever get just, back to normal. Just, if you didn't panic what about anything, that? what good is it? Why just, not, why not help people, people die. keep their head? I, I understand that. thousand people died, Joe. And all you did was try to help your friend, the president. That's what you oh, did. Wow. Every single morning on this show. Every single morning it, on this show. You abused your position, Joe. totally unfair. You abused and abused your position. I'm trying to help investors keep their cool, keep their heads. And as it turned out, that's what, what they should have done. That's what they should have done. They should have the kept their heads. If they had listened to you, Andrew, we're supposed to be at about 8,000. I wasn't arguing to go sell your stocks, Joseph. I was arguing about people's lives. We understand. People's uh, Andrew, lives. Andrew, That's it's a global argument. pandemic. Do the news. I'm begging you to do the news, it's Joseph. It's a global pandemic. I'm begging you. Andy. I mean, this is people, folks. Are you, that's CNBC. Normally, they're pretty, uh, pretty mild-mannered. I had no idea they had those kind of fireworks. Hey, folks, with the good weather here, now listen, you want to make sure when you're going to be grilling, 
the place to flip your propane tanks. Go see our friend Phil Johnson, Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's. And it's really simple. He'll fill your Blue Rhino tank. And it's just 15 bucks. Now, the, the, normally the gig is, if you go to hand in a Blue Rhino tank, they swap it out and they charge you 22 Not fill. He's open seven days a week, nine to seven. He will fill, Phil will fill your Blue Rhino tank for 15 bucks. You save $7. With two tanks, you save $14. With three tanks, you save $21. Johnson Propane. Drive in, no wait, and he never runs out. Since 1971, Mayor Dorley cut the ribbon. Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right next to Wendy's, in front of Stop and Shop, across where David Ede was of Plunder Dome fame, Doris Fending. It's Johnson Propane. Credit cards are accepted, plus they have supplies, and he's backed up all the time. He never runs out. I know a number of people have said they've gone to different places and uh, some places have run out on propane. But you want to be outside as much as you can. And you're going to enjoy grilling outside if you go see our friend at Johnson Propane. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. If you have any appliances not working properly, washer, dryer, right, refrigerator, stove, oven, microwave, call it dishwasher, Ryan's Appliance Repair. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And senior citizens discount is available. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. It's John DePietro. What we're going to do is we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news next hour. Justin Katz, our segment this week uh, in politics. And then at 1 o'clock, I will be at the press briefing. We're going to carry it live with uh, minority leader Blake Filippi. It's John DePietro. Stay with me. We're going to break uh, brief update, the 12 o'clock news. And Justin Katz is next. You don't want to miss next hour. And then 1 o'clock, we'll see what the minority leader says. Right now, it's 12 o'clock.